up world and welcome back to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, where we discuss sports, music, culture, and things that you may or may not care about. On today's episode, we'll be giving our initial reactions to the results of the NBA Finals. We'll also discuss the recent trade that finally sent Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers. Then we'll dive into the free agency frenzy and talk about 15 players who are free agents and predict whether they will stay with their team or go to greener pastures. Then we'll dive into our favorite instrumental tracks from legendary hip-hop producer DJ Premier and give out another round of our weekly awards. So stay tuned, grab a beverage, kick back, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? What up, what up? Am I loud and clear? Yes, yes, you are loud and clear, my brother, loud and clear. How you feeling today, man? You you still at 80% or you little you a little higher? Just a tad higher. Uh, about, uh, about 85. <laughs> man, we've been a rough couple of weeks, brother. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard, man. I heard man. Hey man, you know how it go. Shout out, shout out to them. Shout out to the friends that be coming to Assemblies and Convention sick, man. And oh, it's spreading their germs all over the place, man. Oh, man, dude, I got toe up at the convention, man. Friday was going good. Saturday was going perfect. And Sunday, I woke up, man. I'm like, man, what's going on? You know, I started drugging myself up. I'm like, oh, no, I ain't coming down or something. Man, that whole Sunday, dude. I, I don't even remember the program, dude. I, I remember a few things, but... I was so out of it, dude. Like, <laughs> whoever shook my hand, man, y'all bogus. Y'all bogus. Sanitize <laughs> <laughs> y'all hands. Went to the bathroom, didn't wash your hands afterwards, all that stuff, man. Y'all bogus, man. Somebody somebody tried to give you the smallpox, huh? I know, man. Hey, man, these bills don't pay. Don't, these bills do not pay by themselves, man. I need money to pay these bills, man. I can't, can't make money if I'm stuck in the house. And yeah, man, and you can't give the people what they want. That you take, man, I could do a you, podcast. Like yeah, that. you had to take a week off from the show. All that, man. Man, dude, I really, man. You know, I wanted to do a show last week after everything that happened. You know, the trade was fresh with with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. I'm like, man, I wanted to get in on that, man, but couldn't even do that. So, but we'll be able to do it today. So, yes, 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 yeah, man. I, oh, and, and shout out to Stay Out too, man. Shout out to Stay Out for. Uh, all, all the good, nice professional work. Uh-huh. They 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 got a uh, 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 I forgot the dude's name, an actual NBA reporter to, uh, to to be on their show last episode for a little extra quickie or extra bonus, you know, episode that they did. So that was a nice change of pace, man. That was a nice change of pace. Hey, real- connections like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, he went. It, they didn't get Stephen A. Smith or nothing like that, but they. They they got a guy who was definitely knowledgeable and he he has some online presence. You know, on social media you can you can connect with people, you know what I mean, pretty pretty easy, you know. So right. 
But yeah, shout out to them, man. Hey, hey, and don't think, don't think I, I ain't catching them little those, those MVP subliminals y'all throwing our way, man. Hey, look, look, our show we use government names. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't research nothing. <laughs> hey, man. I actually haven't gotten around to listening to the episodes, but I did see Victor's text message, and I was like, it woke me up a little bit. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Hey, man, I'm on the case, Rod. I'm on the case, man. Hey, hey I appreciate it, man. Cats, hey. cats, cats don't like us using government names, man. Don't, don't nobody want your identity, man. Hey, man. Exactly, exactly. As long as nobody know who you are, man. Nobody ain't reading your fingerprints or your eye prints and all that stuff. You good, man. Stay out. We, we, we ain't giving away social security numbers on here. It's like, it ain't a shout out if we don't use your name. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I'm checking out the episode, but hey, I ain't hating on them. They doing their thing. It's all good. Um, they appreciate, I appreciate the work they did on the show. So, But with that said, man, any shout outs, dude? Any other shout outs? Uh, I pretty much got them in, man. Shout out to all them friends that be coming to the meetings and the assemblies making other folks sick, spreading disease and germs all over the circuit. <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, and shout out to Stay House, man. And shout out to those shout out to those brothers and sisters that like love to challenge the brother taking out the group. Oh, oh, okay. Now we on the song. Come on, hit me, man. What? <laughs> hey, man. It's 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 not. The sisters, the sisters out my way, they're, they're pretty respectful, most of them. It's, it's, but sometimes, man, you get that brother that comes out and, like, because he got a little age on you, man. He, he, you know, sometimes he might feel like he knows best, man. But, you know, if he not currently be hitting these corners and out in these streets like that, sometimes, man, they don't know best. Right. I was out with a group a few weeks back. Um, I think the weather might have still been cold, man. It was his brother that, you know, he rarely, rarely comes out. Like, now, granted, he, you know, he's old enough to be my father's age or whatever. And as you know, since the reorg, we've acquired a lot of new territory. And this particular territory was what my group had been working for the past couple of weeks. So I'm splitting. I'm not even splitting the group. I'm just telling everybody where to go. And he's like, brother, brother, don't you think? Don't you think we should put some people? Uh, uh, on the other side, I was like, "No, we're good on that side." And before I could even give my explanation, out, he's like, "You sure, brother? It would be smart to put put some friends on the other side." But what this brother didn't know was that we were out the week before in that territory, and the other side we had already did. And I guess he thought that. There was another part of the block, but when you go around on the other side of the block, it's just railroad tracks. It's no more. It's no more homes. Right. But he doesn't know that because one, he don't really come out like that, and two, this ain't his territory. So, so please, please follow the directions. And then when I explained it to him, he was just like, "Ah, oh, okay." And it's like, come on, man. Like, like. So he paid, he basically called you dumb in the middle of all, of, in the middle of the field service. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. He tried to infer it, man. But this dude, he got he got issues beyond that, man. He's he's kind of off anyway. So, you know, whatever. I, I can't get I can't get too mad. But like, friends, man, please, please just follow the brother's direction. Getting back to what you were saying about brothers 
that been around and, and they see a young cat and they feel like they could just say whatever they want. I actually, I was doing Metro downtown last year and I'm in zone one. And zone one had opened up a new spot on Lake and Michigan. And they accepted a whole bunch of applications for Metro witnessing. And so we had all these friends coming from Indiana and different parts of Illinois coming down to the cultural center where one of our car setup is right off Michigan and Randolph. So Victor Jefferson's, and I don't know if you know Victor Jefferson. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, you, you've probably seen him before, but he's his name, his name His name kind of ring. His name got, got a ring to it, oh, kind of ring he, out. I don't know. He's definitely got a ring to his name. Now, he, he actually was a substitute CEO, so he'd been around. He'd been around for years. But uh, he, he's our uh, assembly overseer in, in Circuit 19. But anyway, I, I'm just coming to a shift. Like, I'm just doing my regular shift at the carts, me and the wifey and everything. I didn't even know I was going to be training anybody. So Victor sees me in, in the coaching center, and he asked me, can I train some people from Indiana to how to do the carts and everything. I'm like, oh, perfect, cool, I can do that. Ain't no big deal. So I, he said he gives me a group of friends. So we sitting at the table. Oh, I'm talking to the friends about how it works and everything. And it was a brother sitting at the table with me. Now he he he, he looked a little tough. He looked like he got you know he he been through some things in the past and found Jehovah. And, and he's got his life back back together, but he looked like you know if you if you touch him the wrong way, he'll come out. Little Cuddy will come out. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there talking, and he interrupts me talking to the sisters and says, "So what do you do when you're not at the cars?" I was like, "Well, we inform a witness, or if we can't inform on anybody, you know, we just." Uh, you know, get get some coffee, uh, do whatever. You know, wait wait your turn. So he's got thirty minutes. You back at the cars. He was like, uh, so so that mean do I count that time? I was like, well, how, how you count your time is uh, is up to you. And then he busts out and says, well, are you counting this training? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> um. <laughs> in my head I'm like who is this dude like who, who are you man like so I, I had to like calm myself down real quick I had to tell him but I'm like well however you want to do it when you start working the cards you could do it the way you want to do it but right now you know we just focusing on the training right now trying to get you guys ready for the cards that's it how long that's does the training uh, uh, take huh how long does the training take well, I was just taking groups of people at a time. So I would talk to them, and then it'd be their turn to come to the car. So I take them. I tell the I told the wife, I'm like, all right, well, while you talk, you know, I actually have my wife do the other side, like the car train. She stood with the sisters at the car while I take another group and I train them on certain things to do for informal witnesses when they're not at the carts. And that's it, you know. I would say, I would say, I would say. Yes, count the time because that's still time spent in sacred service. <laughs> Bro, I'm counting the t- First of all, it's saying the OD book. It's not even 
in anybody's position to tell another publisher whether how how they can count their time. That's between them and Jehovah. There is no, you know, there's no letter of the law to that anymore. So it's not it's not when you walk knock on the first door and then someone comes right. to the door and she's like all right i'm starting <laughs> you know? right, right like what, what what is that like that's stupid you know amen amen <laughs> that's stupid amen I, 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 I don't I don't want to no I'm not even gonna go there I ain't gonna go there <laughs> I was gonna don't say get us fired these, man. don't get us fired some of these people I, I I don't take it to this level man but some people out here man they count the time they leave their house to go meet with the group they count all that time so always when they get back to the crib Oh no, man! Hey, now me personally, I count. I I will count the time. Once we depart from the talk from the Kingdom Hall, that's when I I start my time. Okay, okay. I what I I, I kind of do this every night. I used to do this a lot. Um, I would just like if I'm driving and I see somebody on the bus stop on the way to the hall, I get out, you know, try to play some magazine with them. That way, I done already started my time. <laughs> oh, you you do the you do it the slick way. You get you, you, you get way. you get your time in on the technicality. Like <laughs> the technicality. hey, I already started, man. I'm just in here getting some, getting a little boost, you know, <laughs> from the brother, you know, on the platform. That's all I, I'm doing. That's all. <laughs> To me, I, I feel like, hey, how now? Yeah, you got your phantom pioneers out there. You got your phantom publishers out there. You know, that's a that's another story for another day. But all these these this technical this technical stuff. Oh, do you count it when you do this? You count it when you do that? Dude, you're a bill service man. Count right. it. All right. If I go to McDonald's and get a coffee, but then come out, do I count that? I don't know, man. I would. You know what I mean? I personally would count it, but like. You know why? Why are you? Why are you asking me, man? It's, it's like you said, it's personal. Hey, real quick, man, I got a question. I, is this a generational thing or or a regional thing? Um, brothers who are obsessed with splitting up the group, they feel that like if you got more than six publishers that show up to the group and you hit the territory, you you have to split them up into two groups. Do, do you encounter that? Wait a minute, six people. Yeah, so let's let's say you have if you have more than six. So let's say you have seven or eight, and they 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 automatically feel you should put four on one block and any other three or four on another block. Ah, uh, you don't have to do that. But do you do you run into brothers who are like on that? Because I, I I run into no. that, and, and it's it's usually brothers who have uh, got a little age on them, and I'm just like, no, you don't necessarily got to split up the group. Like I don't like doing that one for safety reasons, because like we don't really have the safest territory, so I don't want to put if it's if I'm the only other brother out, I don't want to put four sisters on some block, and then something happens to them, and I'm a block away and can't you know can't assist them, right. You know, and another reason I don't like to do it, it's like the friends just, man, I, you know, a lot of friends, man, but they, they just don't know, don't, don't know where to be going, man. They, it's like you tell them to turn, like turn the corner and then work the next block. They'll turn the corner and then cross the street and work. That's like, no, what are, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> or they'll turn the corner and then they'll, they'll work up, they'll, they'll try to either stop a block short or go a block beyond the, where the territory extends so it's like i try to keep everybody together man just just so you could give them proper direction right yeah if i got a lot of brothers out 
I, you know, and it's like eight, nine of us. Like, I would, like, to, I would have them do the next block. Like, I take, I have another brother, designate another brother, like, hey, take these four, y'all start this other block. I got another square right here, you know, or something like that. But, you know, if it's mainly predominantly sisters, man, I'm telling I'm keeping the sisters with me. I don't want to, I want them branching off, going to other territories and, or other parts of the territory and they circle the block. I don't see them no more. You know, like, I don't like that. Right, right. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I, we never had that problem at, at Verbate. The problem, see, the, the difference between suburban congregations and city congregations, city congregations don't know how to read maps. <laughs> well, that too. But y'all, y'all do more door to door than us. Like they are return visits heavy. Like they, I, we got sisters in our congregation got return visits for days, and it come in handy when it's cold outside. Like I have no complaints about it when it's cold outside. Hey, I don't mind sitting in the car, running around doing doing fifty million return visits. It's cool. I don't, I don't care. But when it's like forty degrees, maybe thirty. Or whatever, they still want to do all return. I'm like, hey, we're gonna knock out some doors. Like, we can get in the car and warm up. Let's let's do a couple of hours. Let's do some houses and then get in the car, warm up, and then come back out. Like, I don't get it, you know. And it, it, it makes it difficult as far as us for the territories to cover the territory accurately because soon as winter hits, nobody's getting territory. So and then as soon as the weather breaks, now everybody wants territory, but yet, you know, now we're scrambling when the CO comes to try to complete everything. You know, it, it's just, I don't know. I, we go that we go through that in Birdman, man. I don't know if we go through that over your way. And Shaz and them sisters that always claim, we did this territory already when, when, they, <laughs> when they really had it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. That is funny. We gonna get into it. Uh, enough of these shout outs, man. We gonna get into it. Uh, the real deal. We want to talk a little, little NBA. So some of the things that we missed that we would have went over. I kind of just want to briefly go over from last week. Um, what was your take from the finals, man? Well, you know, I, I I had the I had the Warriors and winning in six, but unfortunately the Raptors won in six. Yeah, I think I had the Raptor. I I did revise my pick. I hate revising my pick though, uh, but I did I did revise my pick and say Raptors were going to win, and uh, I want to say seven. Um, reason being, like they just they just felt like the I just felt like they were the better team, man. Like Golden State would have like these impressive possessions where. They get a rebound and then they pass the ball like four, five, six times, and then they would end with somebody nailing a three, and the crowd would go nuts. And then you look down at the score, and Toronto's still up by five. Mm-hmm. And it was just like they had to expend too much effort to stay in the game with Toronto. Toronto was just they, like I said before, they just seemed to be like a team that just figured it out. Yeah, um, they knew their identity. They were calm. They were poised. Um. And they were confident, man. Like they they grasped the the you know the gravity of the moment, and they delivered, man. So congrats to them, man. Congrats to them. 
uh, for, for for delivering a championship, the first ever championship to their to their city, to their franchise. Uh, uh, I'm really happy for Ibaka. I'm really uh-huh. I'm really happy for uh, 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 Siakam, and I'm really happy for Gasol, man. Um, I'm really happy for Gasol. You know, really? I thought he showed a lot of class with you know how he treated Joel Embiid after they defeated them in that game seven. Um, yeah, I, I felt that he was like he was he was what kept the Memphis Grizzlies afloat all those years. Him and Michael Conley. Yeah. Um, you know Ibaka, I, I love I, I it's great. I love seeing him get a ring. Um, you know anybody who came from that 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 first OKC class. You know what I mean. Uh, not named Westbrook <laughs> <laughs> or Harden. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even mind. I, I want to see Harden win a ring before before Westbrook. But like, I don't think neither one of them is in the cards. Either one of them. But I get on that later. Um. So yeah, shout out to the Toronto Raptors, man. Good, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, big shout out to the Raptors. And, I, I, and I, I'm not one of these people. I don't want to. I don't want to denigrate their accomplishment by being like, oh well, the Warriors were, were banged up and they were injured and. You know, I mean, hey, man, it happens. You you, you got to play who's in front of you. The Warriors, they they got their first championship against a banged up Cavs team. So I mean, you can't really yeah. you can't really take anything away from either one of them. You know what, LeBron fans who are who were just celebrating uh, like LeBron beat LeBron was playing for Toronto. Uh, I got words for those people. Y'all <laughs> was the same ones saying that. The Cavs would have beaten the Warriors in 2015 had LeBron, uh, Kyrie, and, and, and um, Kevin Love got hurt. But yet, don't want to hear the excuses when the Warriors lose to Toronto shorthanded. So I, you know, it's like, come on, man. People just contradict themselves, man. They forget that they have short-term memory, man. When it comes to stuff, when it comes to teams that they hate so much, but. Uh, with that said, I, I, congratulations to Toronto. I thought Kawhi Leonard, you know, for what he went through with San Antonio and all the people criticizing him for not, you know, playing. And he felt like his body wasn't, he felt he wasn't ready. He, he felt he didn't feel the need to come back because he didn't trust their doctors. Hey, uh, kudos to him, man. Sorry, Michelle Beadle. Take this L. <laughs> the people that don't know, go look it up. Michelle Beadle snapping on Jalen Rose about Kawhi Leonard. Hey, Jalen Rose was right. Man, Kawhi Leonard knew what he was doing. He got himself well. The uh, doctors and, and trainers over there in Toronto made sure that he was in good shape going into the season. He played well. He played lights out in the playoffs. You know. He wasn't. People forget too. He was in the MVP conversation mid-season. It's just that Toronto kind of went on a slump after the All-Star break, and Kawhi kind of forgot became a forgotten man. And then he resurrected himself in, in, in the playoffs. So, <laughs> man, uh, my hats off to Kawhi. Man. Well, I, I think too with the MVP uh, conversation, like people were just people. People were just. Riding James Harden so hard, man. Like he had a couple more fifty-point games, and and yeah, you know, point streak too. Right, like and people get kind of dazzled by that type of stuff. It was like, oh, oh, get that man an MVP. Like, 
you know, he put up 50 points. You know, it's like, okay. Let's, let's see what they're going to do in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, the one thing I didn't agree with, too, this this was one... I got I got some words for uh, Hubie Brown, man. Now, now, I'm not a big fan of Hubie Brown's commentating. I know I know I sound blasphemous saying this, but... <clears throat> He has, he's one of the most boring commentators I've ever seen on the NBA. He knows his stuff, but I don't need nobody giving me ABCs on how basketball works when I'm watching the game. But this <laughs> fool had the nerve to vote for Fred Van Bleek for MVP of the finals. <laughs> I saw that. Interfere with Kawhi Leonard being the anonymous MVP. Like, come on, bro. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Van Fleet was lights out in the finals. Like, ever since that series against Milwaukee where he just woke up in game six, <clears throat> he took it into game into the finals, man. But and he was big in that, um, what was it, the third or fourth quarter in game six. But come on, man. Kawhi Leonard is the reason why they won that championship. Van yeah, absolutely. Did his, played his role and played his role to a T. But that doesn't you know Kawhi Leonard had a, a pedestrian game six and you're gonna penalize him because of that like no nah, man no nah. that's like giving Ron Artest the MVP that year the Lakers won the NBA finals <laughs> you know what I mean yeah he hit the big shot he hit the big three but Kobe was the reason why they won the series like come on like don't you know I understand we got love for the, the guy behind the guy but Come on, man. That that was a soft move by by you. That was that was blasphemous. That was blasphemous. <clears throat> yeah. And Van Fleet did his thing, but that was blasphemous. Yeah, yeah, he did. But with that said, man, after that happened uh, over the weekend, not only was the Toronto Raptors making noise, winning their first championship, but the Los Angeles Lakers found a way to get back into the news. Right after that, he made a big, huge blockbuster trade. With the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, that's that, that sounds like broken news to me, Rodney. Hey man, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to play catch up from all the stuff I missed. But I want to say congratulations and a job well done to the Lakers' new president of uh, basketball operations, uh, Rich Paul. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's can we put this out there in? What's that? They can rewind the tape. They can go back to season one. Wasn't we saying a long time ago that everything was going to end up with the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the fix was in. The fix was in. As soon as he became a clutch a clutch sports agent, I mean, a client, rather, yep. Rich Paul was his agent. We we, we we said it last September. Oh, man, the fix is in. He will, he, will, he, he will be a Laker. We said he will be a Laker by this time next year. Yeah. And, yeah. and before September, roughly ten months later, here, here he is in Laker. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Rich Paul called up um, what's the new GM's name? Griffin. Yeah, Griffin. I think he called him up and was like, "I'm gonna kill you, nigga. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't let this trade go through. <laughs> Watch your back. <laughs> Watch my back. Word. What?" <laughs> Because the deal they offered up Ingram Hartball and three first round picks for Anthony Davis, 
Dale Dimps. They offered Dale Dimps the same thing with Kyle Kuzma, and he turned it down. Yeah. So how? Like, why all of a sudden is this a sweet deal? And for all these people running around talking about the Pelicans winning this deal, stop it, man. Stop it. Lonzo Ball finished his season in street clothes. Brandon Ingram has a a heart slash health problem. Josh Hart is me garbage. <laughs> and you don't know what you're getting with these picks. So it's like all these people talking about, oh well, the Pelicans, they came out on top if you had ah, nah man. I, I think the person who's gonna benefit the most out of that group is Lonzo Ball because I think Alvin Gentry can honestly coach. And I think he'll he'll help improve his game. And you ain't gotta be constantly looking over your shoulder. Oh man, LeBron, if I mess up, LeBron ain't gonna want me here no more, blah, blah, blah. Right. But make no mistake, the Lakers came out on top of this trade because they kept Kuzma. Yes, they did. And as a result, they got a top five player. And this is the best thing that ever happened to me, uh, being a hardcore Michael Jordan fan that I am. That I, that I am. <clears throat> no longer. This puts to bed the argument again. This puts to rest. I don't care if the Lakers win a title next year. If the Lakers win a title next year, do not come ringing my doorbell, LeBron fans, trying to put up the whole Michael Jordan comparison. Please, I will slam the door in your face. I don't have time to hear it. Just let the man win a ring in L.A. and his legacy be what it is. We don't need all the extra stuff. We We don't need none of that. It, 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 my thing, the thing that irritates me, and I hate to turn this into a I hate LeBron session, but I am. I'm gonna do that because that's what we do on this show. I, <laughs> how do you go from being dubbed the best player in the world, but yet as soon as Toronto, the, the Raptors win a title, we see we sat here and watched the Raptors win a title with Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of the other guys. But yet we have LeBron James and all it's about with LeBron James and the Lakers since he's been there is who can we get over there to, to, to help LeBron get a ring? Yeah. Let's free up more cap space. Uh, you know, the Lakers, the only only bad thing about the whole trade that the Lakers messed up on was the whole calculation with the money thing. That was the only bad thing they did. But, oh, how can they free up money to... Get a good to sign another max guy. It's like, shouldn't it's LeBron like, man, you, 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 you want to, yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to have all the good players, man. Come on, at a certain point, man, it's about showing proof, man. It's like, yo, I brought this up in our tech circle. When you play a pickup game, who picks the teams, the two best players? Why? Because you can't have the two best players on the same team, right? Because that would be no, no fair and no fun. Right. So it's like to me it just goes against the whole principle of what basketball is about, man. Everything that I've been taught about the game, you know, throughout my entire life, it's like, yeah, you just gonna stack the team and then say this dude's the best ever. It's like, you know, he 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 hasn't won anything, anything without the help of another all star. Or I'm I'm sorry, take about two other all stars. Right. You know, yeah. you needed Dwayne Wayne and Chris Bosch in Miami. Then you needed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in, 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 in Cleveland, man. It's like, at what point are you going to, like, just do it yourself? Uh, yeah, just do it yourself. It's like, yeah, Kawhi did it. Kobe, to a certain extent, did it. 
Dirk did it. <laughs> Dirk did it, correct. Yeah. Dirk did it against you. Right. <laughs> against your super team, you know? You know, it's just, yeah, man, you can't call him the king of anything if he if the king constantly needs other kings. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to get into more than anything. It's not the trade itself, but the fact that, that like, why is it that all of a sudden, you know, now that the Golden State Warriors are down and out, this is going to be a, re- re- a recovery year for them. Let's hurry up and get LeBron James a ring before 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 everyone gets better, before everyone gets healthy. Let's get him, sneak him in the ring, get him Anthony Davis, get him Kyrie Irving, get him Jimmy Butler, you know. Like, and, and also, why do they need another? They don't need another Masters player. They have Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma is getting better and better every year. You got your third guy right there. All you wait, wait. Do, this is all the Lakers need to do. Number one, keep Lance Stevenson. Yes, yes. Um, I am, that's, your, that's your max player right there. That's the number one priority. Skip all this trying to free up money. Sign, you know, keep Steve, keep, keep Stevenson. And then number number two, we got to do, sign a bunch of D and three players, man. Three and D players. That's all that's, you need. That's what they need. But they, they do it deep down. I think they're scared that that's not going to be enough. So I think what? they're gonna. I think definitely gonna go. I, I and precisely, precisely. Like, but this ain't. You know what I'm saying? This ain't that. You know what I mean? It's like they need a foolproof, bulletproof, monsterish level team <laughs> to, to pair with LeBron James to guarantee his legacy and, and get another ring for LA. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, and who knows? They might can make it happen, but like. Dude, like now you've traded away all your future picks. Yeah, it's like people were saying this thing could be a disaster in another five years. I'm like, how about in another two years? Like, if if this don't go right, if if God forbid one of them get injured or you know they don't click for whatever reason or the rest of the team is just trash, it's like this could look bad in two years. Yeah, it could. But Rob Palinka needed to keep his job, so. Yeah, you know, he was able to make the trade happen, man. But I, I think they're going to go after like a big splash name, like a Kimball Walker or a Jimmy Butler. But you're right; they need they need they need shooting and they need defense. Well, well, let's let's get into this whole free agency thing too. Right? While we're talking about it, there's there's 15 free agents that's on the market. Uh, gonna, I, I just want to ask you: We're just going to round them off. We're just going to go real quick through these. But then you can give me your reasons as to why you think they're standing or why they'll go. But uh, let's start off with Mark Gasol. I'm gonna start from the lowest free agent to the highest. Okay, Mark Mark Gasol. I'm inclined to say he'll stick around for another one year deal. If he already said he's coming back, if Kawhi comes back, so if Kawhi comes back, Mark Gasol, he's staying. Here's the thing: if Kawhi Leonard don't come back, he's got 20. Mark Gasol has a 26 million dollar option. Do you think he declines that option? You think he'll get more money somewhere else? No, I don't think anyone else is going to give him more than twenty six. Um, he stays. I think at the end of the day, he stays. Yeah, I think he stays too. I think he stays too. Al Horford, we already know he's going to be gone. Um, <laughs> Do you ever think about when you' out of here? <laughs> Oh man, the Boston Celtics is gonna be trash next year. But 
did you did you hear what did you hear what Jalen Rose said about Danny Ainge where he's doing it in his office now? What? He said he's pulling the Nino Brown. A million a, week, a dollar a week business. Reduce the rubbles. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be selling Kyrie. I never liked you anyway. <laughs> he went from he went from dragging Isaiah Thomas out in the streets butt naked with a shotgun to his face. <laughs> To this, <laughs> oh, oh, and one more thing, one more thing I want to say about LeBron, man. I, I know we in our, our our free agent predictions. One more thing I want to say about LeBron, you went from being top five to not mention it all. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, enjoy Space Jam, uh, <laughs> fans. Julius Randle. Now we already know he's gone, but where do you think he's going to end up at? Eesh. Um, I just hope it ain't the Bulls. <laughs> I don't think the Bulls going to end up with him, even though the Bulls got money to sign him. Um, I think he's going to end up in Dallas, man. That's his hometown. They got a young squad, young up and coming squad. They all be the same age. Uh, Dallas That's- was rumored to go. Rumored to they were trying to trade for him last year before they uh, ended up getting Porzingis, but they ended up Pelicans end up declining that trade. So you know, it's a possibility Julius Randle might end up in Dallas. I think he would be a good addition to Dallas. I think he, to be honest though, Julius Randle ain't been on my radar for a while, man. Like he wasn't even. I don't think he's really been on my radar since he's been drafted. Not really, but he had his best season last year with the Pelicans. But we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. I think they, him and him and Zion play the same position, so it don't make no. It didn't make no sense for him to stay there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Demarcus Cousins. If he's smart, he stays. Can the Warriors afford him though? Heck yeah! Like off of that. He signed for five million last year. Get don't don't ten million this year, and call it a day. What if they give KD and, and Clay to Max? Well, I mean, they could still give him what? Like, I don't know. And give him a little rinky dink contract again. I mean, he 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 would be smart to stay. He would be smart to stay. It's like, dude, you you you, you tore your quad right after you ruptured your Achilles. You're not what you used to be, man. Um, yeah. Like whatever they, whatever Golden State is offering you, I don't, I don't even care if it's another five million. Take it, just take the money, man. <laughs> I think Cousins is gone, man. I, I, I just don't see him staying. Uh, Vucevic, I think he's staying. Uh, out of here. You think he's gone? He's out of there. Why? Um, the Celtics are talking about getting him. And the Lakers are talking about getting him. I feel that the Lakers getting him has more to do with them trying to keep him away from another team. I don't think they fully know how to use uh, Vucevic. No. I don't think they'll know how to implement him into their team. But I think they're going to try to get him just to keep him away from someone else. Man, Vucevic is over there and be trash, man. I actually like him. I think him being with Boston sounds actually better. Yeah, I think Boston. That's that's the move. That's the move. But yeah, he he's out of there. 
he's out of there. I don't know what's staying in Orlando. Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Middleton. Shaq didn't stay in Orlando, neither did Dwight Howard. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, Chris Middleton is. Uh, will he stay or will he go? Oh, man. I want to see him stay, but I have a feeling something's telling me he's out of there. I hope he don't leave. If he leave, that'd be a big mistake on his part. Yeah. I see him in Greek freak, freak being a one-two punch for a long time. If he can stay over there, man, and keep them boys re- relevant, because we don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi. Like, yeah, I, I, I think Chris got to stay, man. I really hope he does stay. I really hope he does stay. It's like you got a you got a team that that, that and he's been with him for a while. You know they they've kind of nursed him into this, you know, elevated his game into this like all star level player now. And like you know, don't walk away from that man. Don't don't pull a a Bismack Biombo and and you know try to sign for the money somewhere else. And then you know, three years later, people forget you're even in the league. Hey. Yeah. Quick trivia question for you. You know how Chris Middleton originally ended up in Milwaukee? How's that? Milwaukee traded Brandon Jennings for him. What? Yeah. Best, one of the best trades ever. That, oh, for Milwaukee, yes. One of the worst trades. I mean, Detroit makes him disgusting. Man, Detroit makes more of a move. Detroit bad. gave up Chris Middleton for Brandon Jennings. Wow. Yeah. That, Chris wasn't the player he is now. Right, I know, but 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 Brandon Jennings was clearly a head case back then. Right. So yeah, man, that's bad company. Uh, Christoph Porzingis. Now Dallas can match his any offer, so I think he stays. Yeah, he stays. He stays. Mark Cuban gonna make sure he stays. They they seem to have a good relationship as of right now. Mark Cuban's gonna make sure he keep his double his. Triple dirts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, gotta love Game of Zones. <laughs> it's triple dirts. We could be double dirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, D'Angelo Russell. Woo, that's a hard one. Um There's a bunch of ifs with that one. It's that, yeah, it's exactly right. It is a lot of ifs. Like, it all depends on if the Nets offer him like a max deal, if the Nets don't get Kawhi, I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving, or they do get him. I don't know, man. Because they're talking about the Lakers might go after him. I think that's, it's like, if, 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 if I'm, if I'm, uh, uh, uh D'Angelo Russell, I'm like, man, man, screw off, Lakers. Like, like, y'all traded me. Cause I snitched on I dry snitched on Swaggy P. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm not even I'm not even taking a phone call if I'm D'Angelo Russell. But I just don't see him fitting in, in anywhere else. But then at the same time, I don't see him fitting in with a Kyrie Irving led offense. You, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, see I don't see that either. I don't, I don't see, see the two of them coexisting. And if I'm Brooklyn, to be quite honest, I'm I'm trying to go all in with D'Angelo as opposed to the dude who's proven to be a locker room cancer. Right. Why would you want that on your team, man? The, would, the, thing, the things these teams do, man. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. To, to, to get a star. and, and You know what I mean? Like, the things these teams do. <laughs> I'll skip one. Tobias Harris. Mm. He needs to go to Denver. 
He needs to leave, man. He needs to leave. I would love to see him. I don't know what he's going to do. He seems like the type of guy that would take less money to stay in Philly. Honestly, I think, see, Philly's got one issue. One issue only. Everybody know that issue. It's been, it's been Simmons, man. Philly's not going to get better until he learn how to shoot. Tobias Harris is a plug-and-play guy. They, well, they got I two issues. They got two. Where he goes. They got two issues. Jo- Joel Embiid needs to get in better shape. That too, yeah. But I think that's that's the easier fix than Ben Simmons learning getting a jump shot. Oh, I could I could teach Ben Simmons how to shoot. Bring them all down to Burbank. We got that fusing gym center over there, right <laughs> off State Road. Ben Simmons, come holla at me if you listen to Magnificent Vibes podcast. I will help you with your jump shot, bro. <laughs> hey man, I hope he takes the offer, man. <laughs> but but going free back, haircut. To- free haircut. <laughs> hey, hey, a free haircut for uh, uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant too. Oh man, I don't want to cut Kyrie. Yeah, I ain't no, ain't no telling what's gonna come out that hell when I start picking. <laughs> 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 gonna be all types of fleas and ticks coming out of that boy. Man, you you can't have him and KD on the same team with they with they hair issues, Ooh. man. I'm sorry, but going back going back to Tobias Harris, I would love to see him with like Denver or Portland. He would fit in well with Denver. And Portland. Yeah, yeah. Portland is another spot that he could end up. I don't know if Portland got enough cap money to pay him, but you're right. He's got an Evan Turner's whack contract, so you know, you got something there. Yeah, you're but, right. Uh, <clears throat> we'll see, we'll see. Uh Jimmy Butler. He's leaving. He's out of there. He's out of there. Yeah, I keep hearing Lakers, Clippers. That's what I keep hearing with Butler. This is where Jimmy Butler's going wrong, though. Like, no true game-changing franchise player is on three teams in three years. That's true. That's true. You gotta go. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of harming his brand jumping around. And it's like at this point, best case scenario, he could be like the second or third best guy on a championship team. But he's never gonna be like that dude. And I hope he knows that. Yeah. But we'll see, man. We'll see how it works out for him. Kimball Walker, stay or go. Ah, oh, man. I want to say stay. I'm going stay. I'm going stay, man. I want to say stay. I personally, think I personally think he should go, but... Well, the Charlotte don't know how to build a team around him. They haven't built a team around him. And I heard about, and also I heard this little um, nugget that he was upset. He was reportedly upset with the uh, front office for them not picking up Marc Gasol because I guess Charlotte was in the Marc Gasol sweepstakes during the trade deadline. And I guess their package wasn't strong enough to entice the Grizzlies to go go on with the trade, so the Grizzlies looked over to Toronto for a better one. Wow. So, uh, Kimball was reportedly upset about that. So, we'll see, man. We'll see how that worked out. I think, I think Kimball, man, his game, man, it's hard for me to put his game with other players because he's such a, he reminds me of Ben Gordon, but better, with better handles. Um, 
Yeah, he's not a traditional point guard. He's a, he's a two guard with handles. Right, right. That's it. I, I just don't. I don't know where he fit if he goes on another team. Where we, you know, if the Nets, if the Nets don't strike gold with Kyrie, then I'll go after him. And and you got to think about this. I think him making NBA first team was was kind of like a blessing and a curse because it's like. Okay, now you're eligible for a Supermax deal, but if you're any team that can afford to give out a Supermax deal, is Kimball Walker really at the top of your list? No, he's not on top of anybody's list. Right, so that's that's why I say like he he he, he will likely stay in Charlotte. People will rather people will rather give the match to KD who don't even have a Achilles than to give Kimball Walker who have both his Achilles, both his knees, <laughs> everything activated. A max deal. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. Clay Thompson, stay in the go. Gotta stay. He's gotta stay. Yeah, that's the, that's not even. That's not even up for debate. That's his, not his, dad, for debate. his dad already came out and said he was staying. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie Irving. Um. Well, we know he's leaving. <laughs> Where will he end up? Uh. Well, it's funny, man. It's funny because. Okay, I guess like his new agent, uh, or his new yeah, his new agent that he had acquired through Rock Nation. I guess that dude's twin brother is like some sort of like front office manager with the Brooklyn Nets. So it's like what? Yeah, yeah. It's like so like the fix was in the whole time with Brooklyn. Oh. So they're they're pretty much your front runners, but you heard this rumor that they said they don't want to deal with Kyrie if if KD isn't part of that ac- acquisition next year. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I hear about that. I heard about that too. I heard about that too. Which I find very interesting. I find that very interesting. Um, and the Knicks—they just got to Is John Morant play point guard? No, I'm sorry, not, not John Morant. Uh, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a two guard. He's a two guard. Okay. Yeah, he'll be a two guard. I mean, in college he was a power forward, but in, in, in the NBA he's six seven, so he's not going to be able to. Yeah, I, 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 Kyrie, is, Kyrie is out of there, definitely. I just don't know to where. Um, yeah. It's funny, man. This, this KD injury and the Nets and the Clippers being better, exceed everyone's expectations, is like really upset the apple cart. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, Kyrie's out of there. He's out of Boston. I don't, I don't know where to. Peace out, Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's got to stay, man. He's got to stay. Even if you just sign another one-year deal, right? I would try to run that back. Yeah, let's run that back, man. I want to see them defend the championship, man. I want to see them win one and then leave, and then that's it. I do a Florida Marlins, you know, win a couple of World Series and break the whole team up. Like I want to, I want to see, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Don't play for that second one. I want to. I want to see him knock off the Lakers in the finals. Yeah, let's see what he can do, man. Let's see what he can do. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Oh my God, Kawhi and Gasol going up against Anthony Davis and LeBron. <laughs> I would love. And don't forget. And I, I don't know, man. I would have to give an answer to the Lakers because of Lance Stevenson. Um, that's that's true. That's true. Great players. They elevate their game in the playoffs. So he would he would probably be averaging like fifty points. I got something else for you, Ian. I got something else for you. Say the Lakers be on hate mode and don't even sign Lance Stevenson. Oh what no, no Lance, no him? ring, no Lance, no ring. Just like, I'm just saying, like, what if the Raptors? What if the Raptors sign him and keep Kawhi? Oh, that's three rings right there. 
said three rings. Three rings. They would just give them the trophies for the next two years. They, they would just get the. They would. They okay. Give them the trophies now because it's 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 a it's a far gone conclusion, man. Even when the Warriors come back to full strength, huh? even when the Warriors come back to full strength, no Lance, no ring. Remember, Jalen said no KD, no ring, no Lance, no ring. I'm starting it now. Right. <laughs> oh man! Last but not least, KD, man, where's he going? Woo, man, dude. Uh, even Andre Iguodala. Uh, leak that he was going to the Knicks. Um, Katie is out of there. I, 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 I gone, man. Yeah, he's he he out of there. Um, and it's sad too because it's like you have the perfect scenario in Golden State. You know, I, I don't know what Katie's motivations are at this point. Are um, I don't know if it's I doubt it's rings because he has two of those now, and I doubt it's. It's it's just uh, you know I don't know just being being having fun and playing with a good team. Um, I don't know what his motivations are, but all all indicators say that he's out of there. And I don't know, man. Like have fun in New York, man. Like I, I would hate to see him paired off with with Kyrie because dude, you 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 did this before. You done this before with Russell Westbrook, and it wasn't fun for you. Yep. Like clearly you don't learn from your mistakes, man. So uh KD man, I don't know. He he's out of there. Have fun in New York, dog. Yeah. I I, I agree, man. I think KD is gone, man. That's it's a wrap for that. So you gotta you gotta hear first. Y'all heard it here first. We see what happens. Um the death I think when is it? July first, right? When all the free agent stuff starts, right? Yes, July first. Yeah, July 1st, so we'll be keeping an eye on that, man. See what happens. Hey, shout out to Vic, because I know Vic going to keep us uh, uh, updated <laughs> on all the free agent moves. <laughs> he already started, man. He gave us a couple of moves already. That's <laughs> how I knew about the uh, Evan Turner trade. <laughs> but uh, before we move on, man, let's let's take a commercial break. We didn't take one of the last episode because it's uh- Oh, we sure did. We sure did. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. Are you a homophobe? Do you suffer from uncomfortable silences from things that you say? Can you hold a conversation without stopping at least five times to ponder on the homosexual content of what you've just said? Hi, I'm Ray Chippendale, and I'm here to tell you about Pause, the new oral spray. Pause. From Old Spice. Now you can avoid uncomfortable situations like this. Gosh, Sean, you always give me the best tasting juice. <sighs> and this. Yo, son, that nigga Tyson. I was feeling him last night. <sighs> oh. And this. Oh my god, I just love Enrique Iglesias. That's right, all your potentially homosexual statements can be nullified and just one easy spray into your mouth. Pause. So get paused today. In fact, lines are so long for our product, you might just have to come in through the back. Pause. Tell them Ray sent you. Pause. All right, we right back. All right, man. All right, we about to hit this table, the music table discussion. I've been wanting to get into um, doing another producer topic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, man. Did we get on Chris Paul and James Harden? Let's save them for later. I got okay, some, okay. I got some. I got a war. I got a war that I want to give out. I just thought about it off the top. I said, you know what? Let's, let's, let's save them for the awards. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, 
<clears throat> but yeah, going going back, we're we're gonna be talking uh, top fifteen DJ Premier produced tracks, man. As you guys know, if y'all listen to the show, me and Ian are avid hip hop enthusiasts, especially when it comes to producers. Uh, we discuss Jay Dilla, we discuss Pete Rock, Mad Lib. Now we're gonna get into uh, DJ Premier's discography. We also did RZA too. So. Um, First of all, what's your take on DJ Premier, man? Uh, top five. Yeah, definitely. I'll come in real quick. Um, yeah, top five producer, man. Um, like like DJ Premier, he's one of those producers along with like Pete Rock that helps scope the whole boom bap sound. Like like when you talk about boom bap beats, it's like you're you're talking about like the sound that premiere basically created right um and, and he's versatile he's very versatile he's produced for rappers he's produced for r&b singers um he's produced for rock groups um dude is just a monster man dude is a beast he really knows how to manipulate sound well uh you hear a lot of stuff that he sampled and you're like man how did he get that out of this yeah you know what i mean he does more than just take a loop uh, you know what i'm saying a four to eight bar loop and add like a, a a kick and a snare to it man he like he really really like gets into like the manipulation of sounds and digging up sounds that the, the human ear just ain't trained to pick up and like amplifying them and throwing them into his beats and making something truly truly unique yeah definitely i agree i agree 100 percent, man like and, and the mixing and scratching, dude, which I think is a lost art in music today. Like, nobody add that to the repertoire with hip-hop anymore. Um, the way he would make a chorus off multiple songs of the past, like, hit rap albums of the past and just make a chorus off those. Oh, like the scratching hooks, yep. Yeah, like the scratching hooks, man. He was, he was, nobody did it like DJ Premier when it came to that, man. Absolutely. I think the only, only person that come real close to doing it very well is Jazz, Jazzy Jeff. But this dude is, uh, is is amazing. Quick story, me and Linnell end up uh, getting a call from Rich. And uh, Rich told us, hey, man, I got two uh, tickets to see Gangstar. I said, what? Oh, okay. You know, Linnell hit me up. He's like, yeah, let's go. We, we end up going to see Gangstar for free, man, at the House of Blues, man. Ah, oh, that's what's up. You got to see him while, while Guru was alive. Yeah, dude. So I, I'm, I'm definitely honored to say that I, I was able to see them perform live um, before all the stuff went down. But uh, yeah, it was amazing. And his, man, his setup, his stage setup for his turntables was crazy, dude. This ginormous turntable setup dude it took up half the stage bro it was it was it was crazy oh wow it was crazy man never seen nothing like it dj premier is a one of a kind but uh we definitely gonna get into a top 15 who want to go first man i might have some i might I, I picked a lot of ones i don't know if we might have identical picks but it's up to you what you want to do i think we will i think we will um but then again, you never know, man. Sometimes you surprise me, man. Sometimes you surprise me. So I'll let you go ahead. I'll let you go first. I'll jot these down. 
All right, uh, I got a couple of honorable mentions. Recognize it was off the Locks second album. Yes, I remember that. That was a great beat. And then uh, Code of the Streets. That was off the uh, second album, if I'm mistaken. But yeah, Code of the Streets is one of my favorite tracks. And those are my honorable mentions. I don't have these ranked, so I'm going to just rip them off. Ready? Okay. Yep, I'm ready. Uh, Nas is like, yes, hands down one of my favorite songs. Period. It was a great comeback song too. Like you know, Nas was on a three year. Like, it was like three years removed from it was written, and then boom, he drops his first single, Nas is like, and I was like, oh my god, man, just instant, instant classic. Uh, the Six Cents with Common um, off the like Water for Chocolate album. DJ Premier killed that beat too. Put Up or Shut Up off their last album, their last studio album, which wasn't the probably the weakest of their collection. Yes, you're talking about Owners. Owners, yeah. Probably the weakest of their connection, but that Put Up or Shut Up, like, man, it had my. When I put on that, when I first bought that CD and that song came on, I was like, oh, okay, okay, Gangsta was about to get. And, and then after that, it just was, it was downhill from that way. <laughs> Put Up a Shell was a great track. Um, next time, off the Moment of Truth album. Mm. That, that, I just love that. I, lo- I love the horns in that. I love the LL Cool J sample. Uh, that, was di- that was dope. Make Them Pay. Again, off the Moment of Truth album. And by the way, I think Moment of Truth is their best album. Uh, out of all their, see, their criteria. I would agree with that. I would agree. Moment of Truth is definitely their best album. Uh, Above the Clouds. You know my steeds. Uh, how could you not put in Mass Appeal? Yes, Mass Appeal is a classic. The youngsters was sampled on that chorus too, which a lot of people don't know. Um, that's uh, <laughs> uh, it sounds good off the um, Prime album. With, okay. Uh, who was on that? Oh yeah, Mac Miller and, and that was a dope one. Yeah, that was a later track. A dope. Yeah, that was a later track. Uh, the Wick. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh man, the wig is just like that. Actually, that 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 was a song that really put Gangstar in the forefront, man. That nice, that nice and smooth collaboration was amazing. Quick, funny story about nice and smooth. Me and CC was cutting hair at Gordy's one time, right? And we were watching BT, and nice and smooth appeared on 106 in Park, and they did like a a. Uh, what they did like a walk uh, a walkway show for models it was kind of corny but they had a little girl they had these women walking around in bikinis and stuff on stage like a a line a clothing line i guess that another person that was on the show was trying to promote so she did a little walk 
you know, little runway thing, and they had nice and smooth, you know, performing. And so they're up there performing with the girls while they walking, right? And they, like, escorting each girl to the front. And it was one girl that came out, and she was ugly, dude. She was so ugly. <laughs> Greg Nice went up to her. Because, <laughs> you know, you can't see the girls until they come out from the back. Greg Nice turned around. was about to get the next girl. She came out. He was like, oh, he turned back around. Kept singing. Sometimes I ride slow. Sometimes I ride quick. And me and Cece was cracking up. Like, oh, man, they just straight played the girl, man. Didn't even walk her up to the runway. They just they just played her, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Me and Cece was dying laughing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's in front of everybody, huh? In front of everybody. Oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what was the last uh, track that I gave you? You gave me last track was The Wick. It was The Wick? Okay. Uh, up next, I had uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, okay, okay. With Biggie? Yeah, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Uh, did, I, did I give you Take It Personal? You did not. All right, take it personal. Ex girl to the next girl. Okay, ex girl to the to the next. And then uh, come clean with uh, Jay Rue the damager. Oh yeah, that's that's a good grimy one. And did I say kick in the door? You did not. Oh, okay, kick in the door. That's it. Okay, kick in the door. Okay. All right, man. Nice, nice, nice little list here, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they got so much catalog. I know I'm missing some beats, but that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I'll catch them. I'll catch a few. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just go into mine, man. We got, I got at number fifteen, man. I forgot to write down my honorable mentions, by the way. <laughs> no, it's all good. But number fifteen, I got JFK to LAX. Oh, no. From the uh, Moment of Truth album. Yeah. Number fourteen, I got Living Proof. That he did for uh for group home. Okay. That's a that's a slept on one, man. A lot of cats a sli- I'm gonna have to check that one out. A lot of cats forget about that one. Um this other track at 13, I got 2000. Yeah. It's a track I believe he did for um I believe it was either Group Home or Lost Boys, but it's called 2000. It's it's dope. Okay. Um, slept on, man. Number 12, I have boom. Uh the Royce the five nine. Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, boom was dope. Um, number eleven, I got three the hard way. Yes, Classic. that's off the Hamadia album. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I forgot about that one. Great freestyle beat too, man. Yes. Yeah, that that beat go hard right away. Actually, his his work on that album was pretty underrated. He he actually got a couple of tracks on that album that was pretty good. Yeah, man, like, like she got, she got laced with some heat on that. Yeah, she did. On that collage album. Um, let's see, number ten. I got the Evils that he did for Jay Z. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, the Evils. Uh, gotta have that one on there. Number nine. I got, of course, man. Out of here. That he did with yeah. KRS One, man, yeah. gotta have out of here. Gotta, I forgot about that. Um, number eight is uh, I got defeat. 
that he did for this this artist named Afu Ra. You know what? I think I heard that track. Which album? Which which Afu album? Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. I was in and out on Afu. I, I did a beat boy that I really liked. I'm trying to think if it's that that's the same song he was talking about. It might be. It, it, the video was like him like rapping on the train on the subway, on the subway train. I don't quite remember the video. I just remember buying the album from Dr. Wax and you know bumping it for a, for a good month. Okay, okay, yeah, Alpha Ra, uh, Defeat. Uh, that was number eight. Number seven, I got Without Warning from the Prime Two album. Oh, good one. Um, sick beat. That was that beat is sick, man. I'm surprised you got a Prime Two uh, appearance in this one. I, I was a little surprised too, man. But that beat speaks for itself, man. Yeah, that beat speaks for itself. Um, then at number six, I got Above the Clouds, man. Gotta have Above the Clouds on there. That, yeah, that that. Oh man, they killed that beat and having Inspector Deck on there too. Inspector Deck killed that verse, man. Just, just excellent, man. Excellent work right there. Number five, I got the Six Sense with Common. Okay. Um, I mean, what can I say about that track? That hasn't already been said, man. Just, just great, great work there. Just, you know, it's actually the lead single off that album too. Yeah, it sure was. It, it made a splash too, man. That was that was yeah. a dope track. Man, keep getting all these text messages. Um. Number four, I got uh, Big Daddy Kane. Any type of way. Okay, uh, that's one that people kind of forget about. Uh, number number three, I got Nas is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I have Music Evolution. Um, I don't know if you've heard this track, but it's dope man it's so dope man it's so dope he used like one of those old like soul samples as like the, 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 the vocals from it as like the hook but it's so dope man it's called music evolution and then number one man number one might come as a surprise I got devil's pie with D'Angelo off the belly soundtrack man I hate you man I wish oh, I forgot about that that is one of my all time favorites that, yes, definitely. that beat is just so smooth, man. It is just so smooth. I, I you don't even got to listen to the to it with the words, man. You just let that beat ride, and that's that's just good enough for me, man. Man, I mean the way the way D'Angelo come in on it though was so different. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wish I kind of wish they did more work together, man. That was the only track they did together, man, and it was fire. Yep. Yep, I love that track, man. I'm, about, I'm, I'm probably about to throw it on after this. <laughs> <laughs> that beat hit so hard, man. And, and, it, and it, oh man, sick, sick. Hey, good list, man. That's a solid list, man. So, man, <laughs> that's gonna be, that's gonna be some fire up in, in Magnificent Vibes pretty soon. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Hey, so so to the audience, man. Be sure to check out our 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 individual mixes. So I'm gonna go and throw on a Rodney mix. I'm gonna throw on the Ian mix. You can check out all these songs on your own, individually labeled, and all of that. So you can finally check out some of this music that you hear us talking about. So please, please check out these tracks if you're interested. Yep, definitely, definitely. Uh, DJ Premier, definitely one of the goats, man. Definitely one of the goats. 
Mount Rushmore producers, hip hop producers. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Wait, let me think. Let me think. I got, I got P. Rock. I got Dilla. I got RZA. RZA. One more. Oh yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw a premiere in there. I gotta throw a premiere in there. I, can't, I, I put, can't quite put, I can't quite put Knife Wonder or Madly up above. No, no, I can't. No, no. Because, because premiere affected hip hop commercially and commercial and underground. He made noise in the commercial and underground. Yeah, like, like no other producer did. And stayed true to his form. There were there were a lot of producers that started off making underground beats, but then they went commercial and stayed that way. DJ never lost his roots. DJ Premier never lost his roots. Now, has he had a few? You know, dude. I know the knock on DJ Premier is sometimes this tries to be a little boring after you know maybe a couple of two minutes or two. But man, when he really puts his foot into something, it's it's gold, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that, man, I would, man, I, I wish I had more time. I'm starting to run out of real estate. I wanted to get into the fear space, but I'm going to have to save for the next show. Um, I was going to talk about Madeline's and violence. <laughs> but I really didn't prepare for it. So, because uh, I was so busy getting into this, this, this DJ Premier stuff, man. I kind of lost track, so that's all right. We can get in the mandolins and violins next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to give out some awards. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I got, <laughs> I got, I got no, I got no Otis awards, but I have two. It's a shame award. No, I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got three Cuddy awards. Ooh, three. I got one Cuddy award. But go, go ahead with your, your played yourself. You played yourself, man. Okay, so. So you played yourself. I actually have two. You played yourself. Okay. I got Levar Ball. Yes. <laughs> we all know what he did, man, on, on the show, hitting on Molly Karam live yeah, on the air, and, and it did go over too well, man. I know it wasn't a popular move with her husband, Jalen Rose, and word has the ESPN is not going to have him back on the show because you know Levar Ball, he is unapologetic. So. I knew it was a matter of time before he said something, dude. That was just going to be beyond the veil. And, and, and here we are. I'm surprised it took this long, to be quite honest, man. LeVar Ball, like, he's... he's Okay, imagine your most ignorant uncle. And imagine <laughs> your most ignorant uncle's most ignorant friend. <laughs> That's LeVar Ball. Yeah. Man, you know, you making your living off getting in front of cameras, man. But now you did something that's going to, like, limit that opportunity and close that door for you, man. Just apologize, man. You was out of bounds. Just apologize. Okay. All this, oh, you know, I would never throw her. She ain't even my type. Like, like, like Molly's ugly or something, man. It's like, come on, man. You, you <laughs> we know what you meant. We saw his, we saw LeVar Ball's wife. Does anybody <laughs> remember her? No. Not in there. Uh, Sarah plain and tall. Uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he played himself. And also, at the end of this basketball year, in hindsight, Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Cra- congratulations, man. You played yourself. Who would have thought putting two, 
Who would have thought putting two stars together on the same team who have a history of coming up short in the playoffs? Who would have thought that would have been a bad idea? I don't know. I, I, I'll raise my hand on that one. I, I didn't agree with it from, from, from the moment Chris Paul signed it, signed with the Rockets. I didn't think it was going to work. And I was right, man. Yeah, we, you could we, make the argument he didn't play in game seven and all this other crap. But I don't care. The right that doesn't work, man. You can't have two guys like that playing on the same team. You know, you lose the reason, my my bute, and oh, let's go out and give forty million dollars to a dude who's only five eleven, can't guard anybody, gets on his team, makes nerves, and complains all the time. Oh, and is thirty four years old. Yeah, let's and, let's, let's get that guy forty million dollars. It, it'll yeah. all work out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't I. I I actually got an Essence of Otis award that was dedicated to the Rockets. Because ain't nobody coming to see the Rockets next year. The, the Rockets are going to... So so long for your championship hopes, James Harden. So long for your championship hopes, Chris Paul. No one's coming to see you next year. You guys are the epitome of locker room cancers, both of you. People, people are so quick to... Okay, Chris Paul, we all know he's an idiot. We, we all know he could be a jerk. But let's not forget, James Harden was, is a jerk, too. He was a jerk back when Dwight Howard was there, when they were, quote, unquote, sitting on uh, first class on their plane flights to get basketball games. And they were sitting separate from the team while the team was sitting in the back of the plane because they wasn't superstar players. Like, come on, bro. Like, these two, these two dudes, man. It was a bad marriage from the start, man. I've seen the divorce happen, man. They're, they're, they're. I, I forgot all about that. Do. I forgot all about that. Dwight Howard was involved in that nonsense. Yeah, Dwight Howard was involved in nonsense. Oh wow. So my thing is like, I don't know how this is gonna end, man. Like they really ain't nobody ready, willing to take Chris Paul's <laughs> contract. I heard the. Now, I heard this thing. I don't know if Stayos, I don't know if I heard it from Stayos, but the, the, the Bulls were trying to get Chris Paul but for Chris Dunn or whatever. But, and I don't want that trash over here in Chicago, man. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. It's like, what's he going to do? Like, who's he? First of all, like, you need someone in Chicago for him to pass the ball, too. Right. And number two, like, dude, he... He he hasn't. When was the last time he he played a full season? I don't remember. I don't remember. They they held him. They held. Him. He could have played more last year, but they were so afraid that if they played him too much, that he would get injured in the playoffs. So they, you know, they kind of like took their time with Chris Paul, and James was going on that whole thirty point roll, and they were winning all these games without Chris Paul. So they didn't feel the need to rush Chris back. But I don't know, man. Ain't nobody come to see him next year, I'll tell you that much. They take this after oil stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh any more plays yourself awards? That's it. LeVar Ball and Daryl Morey. All right, uh Cuddy Award. I know you got about three. I only got one. Mine's going to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is a He's a constant recipient of this award, man. This dude continues to knock people downstairs. And Marvin Black Bagley was one of them. Did you hear the diss record? No. 
So Marvin Bagley made a song dissing, uh, made a rap song dissing Damian Lillard, basically saying, professing him, proclaiming himself as the best NBA rapper in the league. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> so Damian Lillard comes out with a diss track. The night of the draft, the night of the NBA draft, he comes out with a diss track. And it's fire, bro. Like, Damian Lillard straight killed this dude. I can and believe he, it. It was one verse, and it, he killed him with one verse. He went on and on, but it was one verse that caught my attention. And I was like, oh, okay. That, yeah, Marvin don't want it with this dude. Then Marvin came out with a re response. He came with a response, and it was totally over the top. You could tell Marvin was trying too hard. It was kind of like that battle when you watch a battle rap, and you know the dude is getting killed. So the dude kind of like raised his voice and he's like getting all in the dude's face and spitting in his face almost because he's he's like embarrassed, but he's trying to say the most fire bars, but it's not working because the crowd ain't feeling them because the other dude just killed him. That's how I felt. And, and then Damien came out with a second trap called uh, Mars, where he just killed him with that. So I'm keeping my eye on that one, man. Next year, we looking for Damian Lillard to get another Cuddy Award for dropping 50 on the Kings. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man, my Cuddy Award, man. I got to give it to, I got to give it to, it's going to be an in-house recipient, man. I got to give you the Cuddy Award, man, for getting Chris Paul, I, I mean, getting uh, 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 Paul Pierce uh, fired. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Hey, hey, you know what? ESPN, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Magnificent Vibes podcast, listening to our cries for help in regards to better TV, better syndication for our game that we love the most, and that's the NBA. Thank you for kicking that bomb off your throat. <laughs> And also a bonus one for getting rid of Michelle Beadle too. I appreciate that as well. All right, all right. And then my next runner-up is Masai Ujiri. Not just for oh. not just for being a great GM and pulling the trigger and getting Kawhi Leonard and winning it all and after taking that gamble, but like getting into it with a police officer on the court and living the tale to tale. <laughs> okay, I missed this one. What happened? So, oh, you haven't heard. Okay, no. so right when the Rockets, not, not the Rockets, the, the Raptors clinched the game. Everybody's running onto a court. Of course, Masai Ujiri's running onto the court to congratulate his team. A, 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 a Oakland police officer who was hired that night to guard the court allegedly said that he asked Masai for his credentials to be on the court. And Masai Ujiri punched him in his jaw and gave him a concussion. What? Come to find out, Masai Ujiri did produce his credentials. Dude still didn't want to let him on the floor and push Masai Ujiri, so Masai Ujiri pushed him back. And there's video footage of like the tail end of the confrontation of people trying to hold the cop back, and Kyle Lowry stepping in to grab Ujiri up and like hug him, you know, as a way of like diffusing it and saying like, "Yo, he does belong on the court." And it tried to turn the cop tried to turn to this big thing and tried to sue and press charges against Masai. And they have eyewitnesses saying different from what the cop is saying. 
Wow. So it's pretty much an open and shut case. But the crazy thing about this cop is that two days prior, he retweeted on his social media account a Richard Spencer post. Richard Spencer is, as you know, a uh, American Nazi. Okay. So I don't think it's any coincidence that this cop shot to keep, of all people, Masai Ujiri off the basketball court. Wow. <laughs> But but props to props to Masai Ujiri. Now my winner of the Cuddy Award for the week goes to none other than O.J. Simpson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with this story. I'm familiar with this story. <laughs> oh man, dude, man, I had to talk about O.J. at the meeting for service, man. <laughs> O.J. is always interesting when it, whenever his name comes up in anything. It's like this dude starts his own Twitter account, man. And he actually has he actually has quite a few followers, man. And he he gonna make a post talking about something. Yeah, I got a lot of getting even to do. Yeah, yeah, he taking names, man. He taking names, bro. Hey man, don't nobody wanna be for the OJ. <laughs> I ain't following that dude. I know that much. Yeah, he I hope he ain't, he ain't about to find he ain't about to find out where we shoot this podcast at. <laughs> hey, man. He gets the Cuddy Award for just being on Twitter, man. And, and, and actually going at it with people, man. <laughs> hey, man. How hey, old man. is OJ, man? He's, He's 71, man. He's 71. He looks oh. good for 71. Oh, man. I'll tell you. Oh, OJ, man. Oh, OJ. <laughs> Poor OJ, man. Leave OJ alone, man. If Donald Trump and, and, and Robert Zimmerman can have Twitter accounts, so can he. Exactly. Exactly. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. Uh, it's a shame award. Mine's is going to Cam Newton, man. It's a shame what happened to Cam Newton's knees. <laughs> Did you see what happened on the flight? Yeah, man. Hey, man, I got to say, man, I would have took that money. Man, I would have dude stupid though, man. He probably didn't even know who he was, man. He thought he was he thought he was probably some thug that was trying to bluff him out of a seat. Yeah, yeah, probably. This dude, come on, man. That was I'm sitting there and Cam Newton come up to me and tell me he'd give me fifteen hundred to to switch seats. Oh he said nothing for the word. Here's my email address, shoot me that quick pay. Dude, I would have did it for five hundred. Huh? I would have done it for five hundred. Man, I would have done it for five hundred, a thousand, two hundred, whatever. Man, hey, dude, yeah, we in this, and I'm gonna take a selfie with him, and I'm posting on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. How you gonna do Cam like that? <laughs> yeah, he probably ain't know who he was, man. He's these these rich folks don't be in the know like that. Hey man, it's a it's it's a it's a goddamn shame what happened to Michelle Beadle though. <laughs> oh poor Michelle Beadle. Oh. I I hate to say it, man, but it, it was kind of coming. Um, like Michelle Beadle is 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 she's got two things going against her. One, she's not like part of the LeBron James propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's like when you look at. Anchors like Molly Karam and Joy Taylor and Kristen Leahy, it's like she ain't really on their level in the looks department. So unfortunately, I think that's that was something that went against her. Mm-hmm. You know, 
she knows she knows basketball for the most part. She knows sports. I think she was a little off base with her Kawhi Leonard um, criticisms. But other than that, I think she's 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 okay. She's okay. But clearly, clearly ESPN is trying to go in a different. I'm sorry, is it ESPN or TNT? ESPN. ESPN. Okay, yeah. And clearly, they're trying to go in a different direction, man. They, when it comes to women, man, they just want eye candy. That's pretty much it. They you know what? You know what, girl? You said what? You see, they got your girl now. Who? The uh, chick that interviewed. Uh... Oh, Malika Andrews. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I the uh, NBA draft last week. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was like, I saw. I was like, oh, look at what we got here. <laughs> look, look whose career is blowing up, man. How how does somebody career blow up that quick? I know, dude. I know. But hey, if they gonna replace Michelle Beadle, they need to replace it with uh, Rose Gold. Man, ESPN gonna have to negotiate something with TNT to get that done because TNT oh. got that locked up. Oh, they sure do. They sure do. I forgot they got uh, Rose Gold. Rose TNT play good. You know they with CBS, so they play good money. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Maybe they can replace it with Levar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that that's a good idea too. Shoot, but yeah, Michelle Beadle, man, I, I never was a fan of her. I didn't like, you know, how she, you know, called out Stephen A. Smith after that whole situation that happened with the the Chad Ochocinco comments, and I, I that just rubbed me the wrong way, man. And, you know, it was just a it, it was just a black man just basically just being honest, man, and you know she basically called him out for it and got the man suspended from the show. It Wait, which incident was this? Remember when Chad Ochocinco had, you know, got cut from the Miami Dolphins for beating up, you know, his his then, you know, wife. What's the chick's name? She was in Basketball Wives. But I forgot her name. It's not important. Yeah, it, it's not important. The whole thing... I guess even A. Smith said something like women will manipulate you to hit them type Oh, thing. I do remember yeah. that. I do remember yeah. that. So he said that on national TV. Michelle Vito basically was like, uh-uh, nope, not having it. So it is what it is, man. But yeah, I, I, I just really never respected her opinion on sports. I just felt like she tried too hard. I don't know, man. I, I'm just not a big fan of her. I, I'm not gonna miss her at all. <laughs> I'd rather see Sage. I'd rather see Sage still, man. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. Even get to yeah, I, I think you know what? I think they they can find someone totally new. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, even if they put Doris Burke, you know, to replace her, like I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy. I think I think she's happier though inter- interacting with the players, and the players really seem to like her. So, right, I think her place is on the court. The thing is, man, the problem with ESPN is they're never going to find a group that's going to outshine TNT's group. It's just not, man. It's... Yeah, because TNT, <laughs> man, they got <laughs> they got um. Uh, don't they got the uh, 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 the whole like Chuck and, and Shaq lineup and Ernie? Yeah, that's what they got there. You know, 
you know, just, them alone, man. Them alone, they just they worth the price of admission alone. Them four. I wish they would do the NBA Finals instead of ESPN. Because I, I want to see Barkley. I want to see them talk about it. I don't want to see, you know, I, I, I like Jalen Rose, but I don't want to see Chauncey Phillips and Paul Pierce talk about the Finals. Games. Terrible. No, I, I want the Finals to stay on NBC because then I, that means I would have to get uh, cable. <laughs> good point. Good point. We're going to wrap I, it up there. And I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Yeah, we gonna wrap it up here, fellas. We we about to pack it on in. I got bills to pay. I gotta go in to work. So, uh, Ian, appreciate you coming in. Always, yeah, man. Taking a week off of me, man. I appreciate appreciate your patience. Ah, oh, no problem, man. Stuff happens, man. Yeah, yeah, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, don't forget, check out the beats after the show. Also, the extra beats of DJ Premier. From um, me and Ian, and uh, don't forget to check out the new vibes and stuff episode. I makes it. I made an appearance as well on that. So y'all got a lot of work to do, a lot of catching up to do. Yes, it'll be dropping soon. It'll be dropping soon. All right, and with that said, I'll see y'all on the next one. All right, peace. a best of seven series because then I get to hear my favorite sports reporter question. Would you consider this a must-win game? (laughs) They always feel like you have to say yes. Yeah, we want to win it. It's very important, you know. Got our uniforms on it. Anyway, might as well try. (laughs) But it's not always the right answer, man. It's a math question. I wish I would answer that question honestly. It's a best of seven. You're down one game to nothing. Would you consider this a must-win game? No. No, we can lose tonight. We can lose tomorrow night, too. We don't want to, but that wasn't your question. You asked if it was a must-win game, and if you'd ever taken a rudimentary math class... You'd already know the magic number's three. When you're down three, then you must win them or you're out. I also don't like when they force answers on players. You know, are you dedicating this game to your dying grandmother? Well, I guess now I am. I didn't even know she was sick. The winning team always gives the losing team a lot of credit. You gotta give them a lot of credit. They came to play, they got a good team over there and a good squad. If we weren't perfect, I don't know if we would have won this game. They should hold their heads up high. You gotta give them a lot of credit. I wonder if that news ever gets to the loser's locker room. Great news, fellas. I just came from the winner's locker room. I am not making this up. They are giving you a lot of credit.
I'm telling you. I was just there. I got here as quickly as I could, but it was hard with the balloons and the confetti and all the champagne in my eyes. I was bouncing off walls to share the fantastic news. They're getting a lot of credit for their championship. And they've invited all of you to come over and kiss their rings. Crazy little things you do 